When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ourselves up, dusting ourselves off after the hot mess that was yesterday. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast. It is your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast, your programming. I'm John Venerable. Joined, is that Justin Bieber, Tom Cruise? Oh, no, come on. Oh, yeah. Live at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. Looking swank, looking good. Look good, feel good, Bo Brock. And will that be the model for the Arizona Cardinals? Because That's what's going bad. on today, right? After yeah. you didn't think... Anything could get any worse, and the Arizona Cardinals, is it the complete redeemer? Absolutely not. The no. accusations, the allegations yesterday remain as serious as they come. But as far as the Cardinals go, getting new uniforms, this is uh, something that this show especially is going to spike the football over. Kyle Odegaard pretty much confirming reports because, you know, Kyle, one of the guys we respect as far as the reporters out there and, and his information is rock solid. Uh, when he says it, I take it as the gospel. Kyle Odegaard reporting the Arizona Cardinals are getting new uniforms in 2023 and they're expected to unveil them by the NFL draft before the NFL draft, Johnny, that means within the next three weeks, you and I, our eyes, me and these that are, that are being saved by the sun, these shady rays, we're going to get a glimpse of what these new duds look like. Can't wait. Can't wait. And again, preface all this by saying, we know there are other reports out there. We've, we've credited those reports. Um, but Kyle's a friend of the show. We feel good. We've talked to Kyle. Uh, I had heard rumblings about what the new helmet would look like. I have not seen prototypes of the Jersey, but you don't need to hear it from me because you know, it's coming now in the next three weeks, we're going to get new jerseys ahead of the NFL draft. And I was talking to Bo off air. We, we, we you know, kind of trying to tackle. It's hard to tackle this team right now because you want something to feel good about. And it's like, well, can I can I support the Cardinals knowing that there could be some shady shit going on? Well, hell yeah, you can. Support the good people of the organization. Support the players that you love. And their uniforms are ass. <laughs> They've been trashed since the minute they debuted them. And yeah. we've been pushing this, manifesting this into existence. Uh, I won't toot my own horn, but every time I got in front of Steve Kime or Monty Austin Ford or a head coach for this franchise, I said, hey, where are these new uniforms? Because your right. current uniforms, not any good. Right. And so I'm excited. I'm ca- I'm cautiously optimistic because my stance has and will continue to be. These are this is impossible to screw up because right. their current yeah. uniforms are so ghastly awful. Not the helmet, but right. the current threads are so bad 
that you know you can, can contextualize it however you want mock-ups whatever but I, it's just it's a good time right now to be able to say there's a win. We haven't had too many wins, Bo Brock. There is a win for this fan. Yeah, here's an here's a rare offseason dub for the Arizona Cardinals. I love Tom Bomb in the chat with my shades on. How dare you call me Chad Bo? But uh, you know what? It, it kind of fits a little bit uh, as I wear sunglasses inside. My co-host can pull it off. I mean, you see Johnny. Uh, all the time nice. wearing That's shades nice inside. I'm not an inside glasses wearer. Uh, I, I don't subscribe to the the Corey Ham uh, sunglasses in the at night song. I don't. Right. Uh, let's get to this uh, the super chat here because it has to do with the the uniforms. It's Z Professor five dollar super chat. Thanks so much. Love the uh, the avatar you got there. The Will Smith after finding out his his wife uh, telling everybody that he, she had an affair on him. He's an got entanglement. The it was an face. entanglement. <laughs> the entanglement. Oh man, uh, it's convenient. It's confirmed today after yesterday's news. Yes, it is very convenient, and I, I think that uh, you know my co-host was going to bring that up. Johnny, isn't it very convenient? Because obviously, as we mentioned, Kyle very well respected and somebody that uh, leaks a ton of information from yeah. this organization is very convenient. The timing of this release of information. And I don't want to sit here and dog on Kyle's report. No, you're not. That's not an indictment on him. No, I just he's connected to the right people within the franchise. And whether they put out the bat signal, they put out the flyers this morning. Um, you know, I it's Kyle broke the news and Kyle got that information. And I don't think it's a coincidence that Kyle got that information. I mean, Kyle's been fair in his reporting He's one of our go-to reporters and sources when it comes to the franchise, because he's been right more often than not, he was connected to that organization for a decade. And so now it's just like, if you are the Cardinals, this was your hand to play. This was your singular card, your hand, your deck, whatever you want to call it to play. Cause I was thinking about it this morning before this came out and it was like, well, a Hopkins trade doesn't make things necessarily better today. Mm-mm. You know, you don't anticipate a trade down right now, and people would be pissed because you wouldn't get Will Anderson. There'd be fans that w- would be happy about a trade down. But, you know, the big comment I see on that is trading down to give more picks to Goodell when you have a suspension for, you know, Bidwell and, and whatever. This is really, I mean, there's no free agent to sign. This was their card to play. And they played it. Kudos to them, I guess. Uh, I would prefer they announced it, you know, to me at the combine or, you know, talked about it last week when we were pubbing it up. But regardless, it doesn't matter how it went down. We're g- we're going to give Kyle the endless amount of credit for this. It's happening. And the team is going to be able, like I talked about, like Bo's talked about, new regime, new coach, new GM, new assistant GM, new players, new uniforms, right? I know everybody's still up in arms that Bidwell is still the owner. That's not changing. And I think, you know, most people have kind of doubled or tripled down on that today. But this franchise, in my opinion, you don't have to agree with this, can succeed despite the owner. Let me repeat that. sure. They get the right people involved, which it sounds like they have, and people around the NFL are excited about it. What we're hearing, the enabling of Austin Ford and Dave Sears and Jonathan Gannon, I I, I think Michael Bidwell does not have to be the root cause of the problems continuing on. And so I I can be excited about this. Bo can be excited about this. You're allowed as a Cardinal fan to get hyped for these new uniforms because they are officially coming via Kyle Odegaard and just say, hey, we got some other shit that they need to clean up on the side. Yeah, absolutely. You can you can have little victories even amongst the 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 mess that this team has created, uh, and and it's been you know pretty 
you know, dysfunction is the word that's been thrown around a lot. It's been, especially for the last calendar year, it's been dysfunctional. And you hope that they've put the right people in place to help take this and usher this organization finally into one that's going to compete in this, this incredibly tough league. In the NFL, it will weed you out. Right. I mean, you can say you want to win all you you want till you're blue in your face, uh, but to consistently do it in a cap yeah. league and, and non guaranteed contracts and what, uh, you know, the, the, how tough it is to be a player and hang around the shelf life for the average NFL player is not long. Uh, and you continuously have to be churning your roster and have smart football people in place to do so. And the Arizona Cardinals haven't had that. So in order to find that consistent success uh, with the previous regime, it just wasn't possible. But you hope that, you know, in this, like when you look at the, the analogy with the Suns, it's like they had poor ownership for a long time and they had a decade of futility, 10 solid years of missing the postseason and really not having any light at the end of the tunnel. And then they, they, they land on 13th overall in the draft, Devin Booker, he falls into your lap, right? And he helps change things and people want to come and play with Devin Booker. And then they get the GM finally right, right? James Jones is finally making good roster moves and good rational draft picks. And he brings Chris Paul in after the, after the bubble suns. And it's like, there's like the Arizona Cardinals can absolutely do the same thing. Now it's going to, you hope that this is them finding their way out of this darkness, right? With the right people in mind. And you hope Monty is that guy. We very we know very little about him, but the little we know we're impressed by. And what we're hearing, the early returns on Monty Osenfort are good. And the early mm-hmm. returns on Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rollis, your defensive coordinator, and Drew Petzing are good. Uh, the early insights. So you can only go based off of that. Uh, but still, you, you do have the person in and power still that was part of all that losing before. And it's it, 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 the people are right to ask what's different uh, as long as he's empowering these guys and delegating instead of meddling. I think that they, they do have a chance, but it, there's still a lot that has to be done as far as turning this organization around. You know, I was texting with somebody recently about Michael Bidwell before yesterday and then after yesterday. And he's got a relationship with some of the new people that have come on board with the Arizona Cardinals. And he's a third party objective. He doesn't have, you know, any bias one way or the other. And, you know, he knows we cover this team on a daily basis. He just said, you know, I I understand Bidwell's reputation and it's serious. But I can tell you from what I'm hearing with the guys now in in charge, the operation is different. He is enabling them. Now, will that continue six, 12 months down the line? Let's say maybe they have a tough season. That could mm-hmm. change. Michael Bidwell could be calling for one-on-one video sessions once again. They could He could crack the whip again. But in, in my opinion, right now you're seeing, at least in the short term, what needs to happen. Right. You're enabling your new people. You've got good, talented people. I put a tweet out today, and I, I knew it would get, not ratio, but there'd be some pushback. It's just like in January, the easy move for Bill, 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 uh, Michael Bidwell would have been to retain Cliff Kingsbury, retain Vance Joseph, promote from within GM, right? A lot of people in the national media and the local media thought that that was going to happen. They didn't. They gutted the house. They fired everybody. They've continued to fire people that aren't necessarily included in the coaching staff. Training staff has not been saved, right? Strength and conditioning staff is being reassigned. And then he went out and he signed a bunch of external people, right? I don't know their salaries. I don't know what Austin Ford and Gannon are being paid. But what I do know is, I mean, Bidwell, to me, is the, really the only lone constant left of, of last year. Kime is gone. Vance is gone. Cliff is gone, right? 
it it to me is it's about as close of a wish list now that you include the uniforms as we could have hoped for. But right. I think what makes you feel kind of icky about it is all this extra shit is now yeah. coming into light when we thought we had turned the page on all this information. And I think I will echo the fans' comments of, I think the appropriate action, and I saw Dan Bickley put an article out at AZ Sports, I will echo this, as will Bo, is that they need to find a team president now. Mm. Michael Bidwell, I think, has lost the benefit of the doubt, and I'm some schmuck that has been saying for years, I think Michael Bidwell is a good owner. I think you can win a Super Bowl with Michael Bidwell. I've got, check the receipts. I've said that forever. He said he wants to win. He just doesn't know how. And then I was presented with new information, whether or not you want to believe it, it, it's up to you. It's just like he, to Bo's point yesterday, other franchises don't operate this way. Get a team president that knows football, that knows how to manage people, that can instill an environment where people feel safe and welcomed and respected when they come into work. And Michael can still own the team. But I, I, I don't think right now, and I, I'm sure if he were to be if he were to step down as president, he'd be thinking, well, th- is this a, you know, am I admitting fault here when I didn't do anything wrong? But I just there've been too many receipts over the past couple of years, and I just think they need change. But at least in you know artificial change, the uniforms. I mean, people can laugh at that. People can joke about well, it doesn't equal W's. I mean, you don't want to support a team. For a lot of different reasons, but in part, if, if their uniforms aren't something you want to wear, if you want to rock, if you want to get excited about yeah. it, you want to be able to put a uniform on as a fan, as a player, that you feel like emulates the best part of your franchise. Yeah. I mean, as far as the players, especially when you, you're going to have a, a roster churned and, and you're going to start to usher in uh, a new look roster, uh, and it's going to mo- mostly be comprised of guys on one and two year deals and rookies. You know, you want to, you know, make them at least look good and feel good, right? And and to to be part of what the new look Arizona Cardinals are going to be, I think there's a certain amount of excitement, and I think you can sell that a little bit to a fan base. But I understand the fan base where they even feel reluctant to celebrate this, to even celebrate what should be which is look like an easy victory. And and I and I can I can uh, sympathize with that, empathize with that. Uh, you know, as far as the team president thing, I, I, I'm completely on board with you, with, with you and Bick and, and everybody that, that's saying that. I, I think that, you know, at some point you have to look at yourself in the mirror and you and you've you've used the word accountability multiple times throughout the years. And, you know, this organization still can't get out of its own way. Sometimes you have to say, well, maybe as far as the day to day. Uh, is running this this organization. Maybe it's just not for me. Maybe I can just be an owner and I can just sign the checks and I can go, you know, do the Super Bowl, uh, you know, roundabout, do all of that, right? And then have somebody focus on on the business side of this thing uh, and, and work, you know, side by side with all the employees. But here's where it gets tricky, obviously, is, is the legal ramifications. And if you step down now, is that going to be a, a peer as an admission of guilt to any of the allegations 100%. and accusations that were levied against them yesterday, which would be, you know, that that's tough. So now it's, it's the, it's the weighted out process. And, you know, we're a daily Cardinal show and we'll have the time to talk about, you know, everything, but we also want to continue to talk about, you know, the good thing that we're hearing about Jonathan Gannon and Monty Awesomefort and, you know, what they're going to be doing in this draft uh, and talk to new players like Josh Woods, who was a captain for the Detroit Lions last year on special teams. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want it to completely solely that because, you know, this we're, it's PHNX Cardinals. You know, this is a celebration of this organization. We'll be damned 
uh, you know, we want to find things to root for. So, but at the same time, we're going to be frustrated with you as well. And that, that things aren't going well and things, you know, the the allegations are, are beyond uh, unacceptable. And then we don't do the show for Michael Bidwell. This is not the Michael no. Bidwell show. This is this show is for Aeneas Williams and Adrian Wilson and Darnell Dockett and Calais Campbell, Larry Fitzgerald, the players that that helped us fall in love with this franchise. And we will con- continue to carry that torch. Um, I wanted to bring this up. So we did a mock-up of some uniforms from uh, Reddit and a bunch of places, people super talented, Cardinal uniform mock-ups last Friday. There was one I didn't have a chance to get to. And I wanted to showcase it because it's gotten a lot of pub and it's from our buddy hiding out on Twitter. And this is it right now. And again, we have no idea if the concept is even close to what the Cardinals are going to rock. But this has been getting a lot of traction. He's a supporter of ours. So I wanted to make sure I, I gave him his uh, his tea here because this this is really sharp, Bo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these look good. I, you know, I, I think I, I like the incorporation, especially on the white jersey mm-hmm. of the flag, but uh, maybe a little too big there. Um, I mean, here's what, here's what we know about, or what we feel like we know about these new uniforms, right? There's going to be an emphasis on yellow, right? A m- yeah. More of an emphasis than there was before. So, right. you know, there, there wasn't much yellow outside of the beak. Uh, I think you might be able to see that in some font, uh, you know, coming down the pike. And then we know that there's not going to be much change to the white helmet and the bird logo. So yeah. those are those are what we're kind of operating under is what we're going to see unveiled. But other than that, yeah, it is it is pretty much you can look at all the concepts and you hope some of the ones you like that the Cardinals are going to incorporate in that. But you know that Cardinals <laughs> they never make anything easy. I mean, it's never just like, well, we need uniforms. Let's see what the fans are saying. Let's see some of the mock-ups and if we can take away from one of the more popular ones. I've got a question for you. So when they unveiled the black uniforms, go back, uh, it's like 2010-ish. When they trotted those out, yeah. 2009, 2010, the alternative black jersey. When they did that, they had players walk out in the black jersey. Dominic Rogers, Cromartie, and a bunch of players. A dub, yeah, yeah. If they have players trot out in a in a jersey, who, who's, who are it gonna, they? who's it going to be? Because <laughs> let me let me let me contextualize this. So um, people are assuming Buda Baker's pissed at the franchise. Whatever, I would say Buda is the safest. I don't know because he's putting out tweets about wolves or whatever, but like. You would presume Kyler's not going to be in the jersey unveiling. I mean, if he's still rehabbing, maybe he can just walk with a jersey on. I don't know. But isn't that funny? It's like, can you even get players to try it out in this jersey? Who would you yeah. pick? It's Yeah, I mean, I, I think you get Buddha, right? I think you get Zayvon Collins. You get Zach Ertz, who's rehabbing his knee as well. Then you get Trey McBride. There's there's plenty of players that are you can trot out there. Um, it's not going to be D hop, right? It, James Connor. No, it's not going to be, no, it's not going to be lead better. It's not going to be guys that are friends. Give me that, new, that new tackle from Tennessee that everybody hates. That has like a negative. PFF it's, it's not going to be Yelda Frodeholt. It's not going to be the new, you know, potentially starting center. It's not going to be that, but it, you know, you could get DJ Humphreys out there. Yeah. It'll Hollywood Brown. Albert, I completely agree. Hollywood is one of the first people I thought of. It's yeah. uh, you've got more, you've got enough. You've got enough. <laughs> I was sitting here thinking today, I'm like, how are they going to do that? Are they going to put it on a mannequin and then just kind of, or are they going to get players to wear this? Cause like what, what is even in their team right now? Who's on the team? Who's available? Somebody said in the chat, no Hopkins. I agree with that. Like we think Dennis Gardeck could be cut, but then they're, they're trotting him out at their uh, girls flag football camp, which is a great thing they do. It's like Gardeck's like the headliner for that. Mm-hmm. He's making a lot of money. It, th- th- there's just so many uncertainties with this team right now. It's wild. Can we just, 
What they should do, and they won't because got to be Simmons, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Isaiah, can you come wear this? Oh, by the way, we're not picking up your fifth-year option, but here, you can keep your jersey after today. Um, I want – selfishly, I want the new draft picks to debut with these jerseys, but I also want the jerseys before the draft, and you got to be able to hold them up with Goodell and company. So, yeah, I, the Band-Aid's getting ripped <laughs> off here. I mean, today is Wednesday, April 5th. I would say over under, Bo Brock, we get it before the 20th so that's a week before the draft over under i would say that's that's ballpark that's right about i would say that's a push give it to me yeah i think a week before yeah a week before that's perfect i think we are going to get a heads up you know it's obviously going to be an event you would you would think uh that they're gonna do you risk doing an event right now maybe just do a tweet and then get in a behind the scenes photo shoot or something do you want I guess maybe fans will be cool with what's going down. You want to do an event right now? You think they they want to do an event? You've you got to have, yeah. I mean, it's it'd be tough with uh with with Bidwell and and probably his. Un- oh, I don't think my I don't think Michael's going to be a part. Yeah, of it. and and it's in like you know when you ask Monty at the combine, it's like it's not new uniforms is not his department. Uh, I mean, Gannon could uh, he could MC anything. I mean, he's kind of an electric factory. You almost kind of need him to. Yeah, you almost need Jonathan Gannon to come out there pumping up the new uniforms with like his 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 OC and his DC. Because it, I mean, like hopefully Bidwell kind of can read the room a little bit. They could get like of, they could get Danny from the media team over there. She does a lot of video and, and Blake and Shelton maybe have Blake Shelton come out and do it. Blake, I don't know, Blake. Is Blake Shelton is he a fan in this team still that his boy's gone? Oh, that's man. a good question. We're that the unveiling and how they choose to do it is almost now more enticing to break down than the uniform <laughs> itself, given everything that's going on with with Mister B over the last couple of days. I mean, nothing's out of the realm of possibility, but yeah, who's going to MC the uniform unveiling for the Arizona Cardinals? Put that. Put your guess in the chat. Like this yeah. video because I. Yeah, like I, we're, I think uh, be there's Bidwell. Hey, we're excited about these new uniforms. Hey, Mike, uh, what are your comments on the harassment allegations and the discrimination <laughs> allegations and cheating? Huh? It's like, <laughs> uh, no, look, here's our red jersey. Mike, 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 did you no yell way. at employees? No way. You got to yeah. get out. You got to get no. out of sight, out of my. See, this is where it, like you could get Fitz to come back and screw around or somebody like that to say, hey, we're going to, who's a really good person on the microphone that's an ex-player do they have any of those that's where uh, we, we need something like an ambassador boy frank sanders out there oh my god frank would be great could you imagine frank mc in the event he'd be fantastic frank could also probably play for the slot receiver for this team right now still um <laughs> Uh, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk to Josh Woods, linebacker for this team, uh, here in a little bit. But first, I want to tell you guys about our friends at BetMGM Sportsbook. So, you've heard the news: BetMGM Sportsbook, your official home of PHNX Cardinals, come this fall. But I can tell you right now, why wait for this fall to get in with BetMGM Sportsbook? Right now, use bonus code PHNX. You're gonna get up to 200 in bonus bets on your first wager at BetMGM. Super simple. Here's how it works. All you got to do, download the BetMGM app, signing up with your bonus code, of course, PHNX. Place a pregame Moneyline wager in the amount. You got to do at least 10 bones on any market at standard odds price. And again, you got NBA to look at. You got NHL. And you're going to receive 200 in bonus bets instantly, regardless of the outcome of your wager. So you could lose. You could dabble on the Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA. But you got to put 10 bones down. 
Uh, and you got to use bonus code PHNX when you sign up. And right now you get to listen to my very good friend Shane Diefenbach talk about this disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. You got plans April 27th? Break them, clear them, drop them because your plans are now with us. Yeah, that's right. It's the official PHNX Cardinals draft party over at Four Peaks, 8th Street in Tempe. You're going to have a blast because we have so many things that you're not going to want to miss out on, including the live coverage, all first round of the NFL draft. You know, who the Arizona Cardinals going to pick? Are they going to pick stick and pick at third overall? Are they going to take Will Anderson, who's now uh, an overwhelming betting favorite to be the third overall pick? Are they going to trade out? Are they going to be picking fourth? Are they going to be in the top 10? Are they going to have multiple picks? We don't know as of right now, but we do know that Thursday, April 27th at four peaks, you need to be there drink specials loaded food menu go get those chicken rolls they're unbelievable go get yourself that garlic cheese beer bread get everything that you know and love at four peaks stuff your face drink down great beers and watch the nfl draft hang out with johnny myself the entire phnx crew at our nfl draft party you don't want to miss it guess how much this costs how much would you pay to go to this event johnny to hang with you and I, yeah, grand at least fifteen. Yeah, at least bucks, maybe, maybe, yeah, twelve hundred. Producer Jacob, let me see, maybe. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, Come on, got, man. Yeah, I get to hang out with you guys every day. Yeah, so he it's worth Jacob. about it's worth about three million dollars. Okay, for me. so three million. I was gonna say five million, but look, it's free. It's free. It's not gonna cost you a dime. It's going to be – you can't find any better free entertainment than this. Join us April 27th at Four Peaks. You can indulge on any of their great beers, including their bourbon barrel selection, which is unreal. They invested in all these bourbon barrels from Kentucky where, like, bourbon is – it's like the birthplace of bourbon, or they perfected yeah. it in Kentucky. And they went and they got some bourbon barrels, and they aged their beer that they brew on location, and it's so amazingly smooth. You got to check it out. Like, the Raj bourbon barrel – it goes so crazy. And also, they if you don't like Raj IPA, they got the Hazy IPA. They got everything that you want is if you're a beer drinker. They got the Wow Wheat, the number one wheat in Arizona. Join us April 27th, Four Peaks. In the meantime, go watch the Suns game there. Go watch uh, the end of the Coyote season. I know the Coyotes, they've got their wrap-up, uh, their season wrap-up there next week. So you got an nice. event there. Check out all the events, fourpeaks.com slash events. Got to be 21 years or older to enjoy the beer, but you don't have to be 21 years or older to enjoy the great food and vibes. Uh, Han Shop First, I signed up, fellas. Mm-hmm. Get to meet both of you in person. So excited to meet you, Han Shop First. Uh, round of Four Peaks on me. Hell yeah, brother. Looking forward to it. That's awesome. Next round's on me then, Han. That's right. On Bo for the rest of the night. And then I, <laughs> I chatted with a guy, uh, Brian, who's a friend of the show. He's bringing a bunch of people. I, I can't encourage you guys enough. Uh, you probably hear a bunch of times from other you know, media companies, third-party affiliates, come out and hang with us. Bo and I genuinely want to hang out with this community that you guys have made. You guys have made this community what it is, and we want to get to know all of you. Four Peaks, it's free. We asked to, for it to be located there. Hopefully, it's centrally located enough for people to come out if you're in the Valley. We didn't want it to cost a dime. 
Um, because we're excited. I mean, we're going to broadcast the first round, but hopefully we can get some of our friends to come out. We're trying to work behind the scenes, see if we can get some peeps uh, that that you guys know and uh, appreciate that that you can come out. All I ask is before you come out, sign up with the link on my Twitter, on Bo's Twitter, on PHNX Cardinals, so we can get a head count, so we can tell the fine folks at Four Peaks, hey, we need a bunch of space. Uh, But we're fired up about that. We're also fired up about the draft itself and the prospect, the likelihood, Bo Brock, that the Arizona Cardinals are going to trade down and get more picks. They were recently rumored via Daniel Jeremiah to trade down to pick 11. And we thought, okay, well, maybe it's a good time for us using the PAFF mock draft simulator to see what kind of package the Arizona Cardinals could get from Tennessee and how the draft would go from there. So with that being said, we've delayed it a couple days because, I don't know, other shit's been going on. I'm going to present <laughs> my screen here, and we're going to dabble with the PFF Mock Draft Simulator 2.0 here on PHNX Cardinals. Um, don't worry, I've cleared my history, and I'm ready to rock and roll here <laughs> for the show. Uh, I'm picking the Cardinals. We're going how many rounds? We're going all seven rounds here. That's right. And uh, we're going to enter this bad boy. You guys haven't used this. It's a lot of fun. And uh, we're going to start this puppy. So the Cardinals are on the clock. Bryce Young, Bobrock, CJ Stroud, back to back. And we're going to trade. And we're going to do a little trade with our friends, the Tennessee Titans, Bo. So on the surface, what are you thinking? You absolutely need 11 this year. Uh, probably 41. Uh, definitely throw in that 2024 first. Look at that. They, they're ready. They want to give us more. Yeah, let's 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 start. To, let's continue to take from them. Um, you already got the second rounder in there from next year. And, okay, so that's that's off the board. They don't like that. I would hey, but I would say this: there's a better chance that we get seventy two than their than their second next year. How about their third? So, oh, two. So a one, a two, and two threes. I don't think they're going to go for this one. But look, I mean, so they have six picks this year. So if you get their first, second and third, you're going to put down half. You're taking half their picks this season. So they're going in for Anthony Richardson. I know you don't. And I'm just I'm just trying to think with the Titans jump at this. Let's let's see if they'll go for this. It it, the the confidence meter is not high. They rejected it. We've had declined. Um, Okay, so Take off the the third this year. I think that that's the no. The I one want that's this, pick. this one. I want. I know this, you want here, it, but this third is only worth a fourth this year. Okay. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna drop this down. You get a four and a one next year, or shit, man, this is worth it for the long haul. Let's bump that third to 2025. I, I I'm not moving off 72, 41, and 11. Okay. I feel like that that has to be part of the the equation here. All right. You want? Can we try this one? Go for it. The worst they say is no. Yeah. Oh God, they're saying no a lot. Monty, can, what, what's going on? This here? is, this this is Johnny at Scottsdale Bars in college. He's, he's just getting <laughs> shut down. I'm, I'm <laughs> that would be me, you know, definitely. Get, take Ooh, seventy-two off and then put the round three back on for next year, and let's nah, get this thing going. That's not enough. That's not enough. How about that right there? Yeah. How about this? How about You're this just... right here? How about that? They're not going to go for it. You you just put so you've got both first and second round. Oh look, okay, I told it. you they were going to go for it. And Rand Carthon, <laughs> a lot is, of a lot of a you lot just of on Rand Carthon, first year GM with the a Titans. All right, we have a trade accepted here. So what do we get in return here, Johnny? Before we get things going, yeah, for our audio listeners, I apologize. So the Titans are getting three. They're getting Anthony Richardson. The Cardinals are getting eleven. They're getting forty-one, and then they're getting a one and a two next year. So again, I I would say. If the Tennessee Titans aren't very good, that looks pretty good next year. 
Um, so not not my preferred package. I would want more, but for the sake, the only of thing podcast, I would say is like the AFC South, like they could be a team that sneaks into the postseason. No doubt, no yeah. doubt. That's why they're not my preferred trade candidate yeah. unless they give up more. But for the sake all of right. this exercise, that's all we're getting. What are we getting to pick eleven, Bo Brock? All right, so see here. We got some options here. Devin Witherspoon, I think, is the easy answer here. He's a top 10 pick. They've got him ranked seventh overall player. Uh, you've already got some big-time players off the board. The only other guy I would probably consider in this situation is Kinsey or Kansi out of the uh, out of Pittsburgh, the defensive lineman. But he's a little bit undersized, uh, much like another former defensive lineman from Pittsburgh, Aaron Donald, but he doesn't like to assault people on the field like Donald does. Mm, Let's mm, go mm. with Devin Witherspoon. We know the Cardinals have talked to him. He's a physical, instinctual cornerback. The Illini, the first pick of the Austin Ford era, is a kid out of Illinois. Who would have thought? We're at pick 34 right now. Uh, you know, we went defense, but we didn't go front seven, Bo Brock, which makes me feel like, do you force a front seven pick here or do you go BPA? I'm tempted to go BPA. I think the best value pick here clearly is Anton Harrison, the tackle from Oklahoma. Cardinals are working out a bunch of tackles. I'm not convinced they've worked out with Anton Harrison. They've worked out a lot of tackles that are going to be mid to late firsts. Yeah. So maybe they're hedging their bet that somebody's going to fall. I'm not forcing an edge pick here. I'm going BPA. This is a cornerstone position, just like defensive line, cornerback, edge rusher. Anton Harrison is going to be my pick at 34, Bo. I, I like, I like, oh, wow. You just pulled the trigger on that one. Uh, yeah. Screw well, you me pick, pick when I think about this. Uh, I was, I was with uh, the chat, mostly picking spreads and, and on shot first. I like BJ Ojolari out of LSU. Thought he would have been a nice compliment, you know, get some pass rush to couple with the back end that you just got in the first round. But, you know, fuck what I think, Johnny. <laughs> All right. So I'm on the board. We're still in the second round, correct? We've got the we are. second round pick. Yeah. Uh, Manuel Forbes, you got the corner out of Mississippi State. Address that. You're looking at your defensive second. You got Marco Wilson now. You've got Devin Witherspoon. So now we can start to look at you. You went tackle. So we probably want to address the defensive line or the no. pass rush. No. I think you I think you, you want go Steve Avila. Okay. I, I, think, I don't I don't have an issue think, with that. I think you go where this draft takes you. You got a first and a second next year. You're not forcing picks. Uh I love this kid too. This kid out of Wisconsin. He doesn't even have his the logo for the school. He's got his face. Right I'd love to see that. Um he hasn't seen I, a razor or scissors for at least three years. Steve Avila to me, somebody they've worked out. We know they love him. We know they love Whipler as well. One of these two guys is the pick. But go opinion. back up. Just, just, it's my pick for God's sake. Let me look right, at right, who's right. on the board here. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see anybody on the D line. Somebody needs to talk to PFF about their infatuation with Tanner McKinney. Yeah, it, is a little, it is a little embarrassing. All right, scroll back down. I think Avila is the, is probably the pick oh here. God. This whole line is just going to murder people. And I, for the first time in this franchise's history, you're going to be able to exit this draft and you're like, shit, man, our old line looks pretty good. Picking spreads. Pretty is, good. Is, he's passed out. He's passing out he's on the floor currently. He can't believe we passed on the edge. The front seven yeah. remains uh, not a strength of this organization. All right. Back on the clock. Uh, which pick is this? 66th overall. So we're in the third round. Yeah. Nick Herbie, Herbig is the best pass rusher left from Wisconsin. Let's get a let's get a quick synopsis on him. If we have to force an edge pick, kid out of Wisconsin, uh, he did he did bad things to my uh, alma mater, Illinois State. But <laughs> yes. what he did against Iowa, 
Uh, almost a nine a 90 rating against Iowa. I mean, listen, the 6'2", 240. He's undersized, second or third round. Um, Does, I don't think he fits the scheme at all. I, let's pass no. on this kid. All right, will you put yeah. an edge in the position so we can take a look yeah, at the, not the be we're dealing with? I have a feeling this draft is not going to be as good as our first just based on the grades. Yeah. Here's your boy right here. He keeps falling here. Who, KJ like, Henry? Yeah, yeah that, I think he's somebody we can hold on, wait until about – the fourth round, KJ Henry, the edge at a at a Clemson, more of a four three guy. What about interior defensive lineman? That's a good call. So I would say D tackle. Um, where is D tackle? Right here. D tackle. Kid out of Wake Forest, Kobe Turner. Uh, Pickens from South Carolina. Although South Carolina's defense wasn't that great. I mean, I, yeah. just, I, I again for a team that's rebuilding, you'd be hard pressed to not go BPA at valuable positions. I I would say. Man, that it's 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 looking rough right now. Would you would you be tempted to look at running back here? Yeah. Who do we okay. have? I said, Let's pull up the backs. And I know everybody's gonna freak out, but I mean <laughs> Dwayne McBride, um Yeah, I it's a lot of guys you can get you, if you wait, I think that you'll you'll be uh you'll be rewarded. You'll be in good shape. I what do we do? Every, all right, everybody in the chat, you guys get to make this pick. Pick sixty six. The consensus. What do you guys want? Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing another corner. Uh, it seems to yeah. be a, a position of strength at this point in the draft. You want to double down on TCU? Michael uh, Wilson, no. the wide receiver, he's over six feet. You know, you got a Stanford former Stanford receiver as your receiver's coach. Uh, yeah. You got DJ Turner, corner out of Michigan, and then you got Garrett Williams, corner out of at his cues. Yeah, the these are these are undersized corners. Uh, man, we're in a tough spot. Do we here? Do we need to trade down? Or are we just gonna? We're gonna sit <laughs> I don't here? think I we don't need know. more picks if we can't make a pick in the third round. What about the this guy? Right does here? not want Johnny drafting. Yeah, right they now. don't want. <laughs> All right, okay, guys. Uh, I I'm, I got to make chicken salad, uh, chicken shit here with what I got going on. Um. All right, what do you want, Bo? You make the call. All right, let's go with the edge at an army. Andre Carter, the second. Wow. Uh, I wasn't edge. too impressed with what I saw from him in Mobile, but look, if you can start that makes to you feel good, <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen, corners got pushed down. Uh, I mean, this is a value pick right now. He can only yeah. play underneath slot corner. You don't really have a slot corner right now. If you've got Marco so, Wilson and the kid out of Iowa, I, I think this is an easy choice. So Hodges Tompkins, you got him. And now it's like, okay, what do we do here? A little running back action, Bo Brock? I know they've talked. Kendra Miller is a guy that's come up a lot at a TCU. Uh, that they've, the Cardinals have talked to him. Be a good compliment to James Conner. Bingo. Three players such a quick trigger TCU. on this one. I'm not, well, we <laughs> lobbied for that. That first, the, the third round pick, that was that was brutal. We, I mean, we got a slap on the wrist from Goodell. We took so long. Um, all right, 168. I think now you got to look at BPA defensive line. Do you not? Yeah. So we got a Hilltopper. We got Broderick Martin in there. Yeah. Uh, Jerry round. Clark, Pick who seems three, to always four. be available. DJ Dale from Bama's down the line there. What did my edge from Clemson, KJ Henry, end up getting taken? He's got to be gone. I mean, we yeah. can we can check. Let's check at best edge options here yeah you're looking at a kid from san jose state with all due respect not not my cup of tea uh anybody see nebraska's defense this year good <laughs> lord uh, i i I, th I think i think we force a defensive line pick let's okay. look at broderick martin can he play the three technique 
I'm not going to act like I know a ton about this kid. Let's look at what he did against some power five schools. Uh, not terrible against Indiana. Let's see how big he is. Six, five, three thirty. Uh, let, let's make some him an beef. Arizona card. Yeah. Welcome let's Broderick. Welcome Broderick. <laughs> Welcome friend. Uh, all right. Cardinals on the clock again. This is the six, the third pick of the sixth round bull. Yeah. So the Cardinals have been talking a ton of offensive tackles. Let's see if any of those guys are on the board. Always add depth to the offensive line. Something we haven't talked about a ton, uh, but Absolutely we had something. tackle earlier, though, in the first round. I know, but look, it's just like pitching in baseball. You can never have enough of it. Uh, but I'm not seeing anybody that they're, they're, they've are they're been showing interest in. You want to go? I mean, listen, they've they've also talked to a lot of linebackers. Yeah. Is, is, is there a linebacker that sticks out? You like their college production? Uh, I, I think they've talked to Miller out of Florida. I'm fairly certain they, ha- they worked this kid out. Um, so he's going to be the pick in the sixth round. And he could be potentially just, the heir apparent. You're just going rogue sometimes. Johnny no, just I'm goes trying rogue to connect in our mock not. drafts. I'm I'm a, I apologize for everybody. All right. Is, Smart ass. You picked this last pick. This is pick 36. In don't the we have a seventh round. rounder? Can you check to see if we've got a seventh rounder? Uh, I don't remember. I don't I don't think so. We don't have a seventh rounder. I'm this looking is at the only right rating now. pick you have is 213. Okay. Thank God. Johnny can't make any more rogue picks. Uh-oh, here's your boy right here. You know what's happening. Oh, man. Stetson Bennett, could he step in and sling it around for the Cardinals with with Kyler Murray on the mend? You mentioned downtown Scottsdale. Keep him away from downtown Scottsdale. Look, he's, he's got two rings. Can we put can we put him out in the, the West Valley, just somewhere out in the middle of nowhere, and just get him a one bedroom condo somewhere? If he's on the team, he can't <laughs> he can't be allowed to live in the East Valley. Let's That's do it. Let's pull the trigger on this. Okay. Stetson, you are an Arizona Cardinal. League him right now, and there he is. How do you think this draft's going to grade out? I think it'll Poorly. do. I think it's going to do well because we got future picks. Typically, I just feel like when the when the lights get brighter, I just you're just like a beach chair. You just fold. No, you just, you I, just I start like hitting. I you got just start the best clicking buttons. We got an all-pro potential corner, tackle, and guard. Look at that. A. Yes, thank you, PFF. A. 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 <laughs> it's the opposite of the Cardinals' NFL PA scorecard. Yes. <laughs> Call me Monty. I'm ready to make deals. Listen, Beautiful. I wanted def- I wanted defensive linemen and D tackles just as much as you did, but you you got to go where the draft takes you. Yeah, I, I mean that might be a lesson to be learned. I mean, you know, it's not not deep deep at uh, as far as the interior of the defensive line. And- no, it's not. That's why Jalen Carter. That that's that's such a difficult reality to cope with because that felt like a player. It's like checking a huge box for the Cardinals, and since we've removed that. It's like you really kind of have to force a pick at 34. Otherwise, you're just you're taking another shot at guys like Lecky Foe to Rashad Lawrence-esque, where you don't really know. Maybe you yeah. could hit on one, but there's no plug and play. But that was fun. That was yeah. our mock draft 2.0 with our friends at PFF. And um, I mean it's time for a circle K break, my friends. It is. It is. It's time to talk about Circle K. We're so excited and fired up to be partnered with them because again. You think of convenience, you think it at a, a non-premium price. It's our friends at Circle K. They've got so much good stuff going on right now. Polar Pops, iced coffee, 12 packs of Four Peaks beer, Red Bull, Monster Energy drinks. Right now, Circle K is where you need to be for your premium snack and gas selection. Hot damn. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff they're doing. 
uh, this company may or may not have just had a fun little photo shoot with Circle K. So PHNX Circle K is synonymous with the valley, convenience, good times, hanging out. Circle K is where I go here in the Copa to stock up on my goodies. Always clean. Got Hey, you're on the road. You got to use the restroom at some point. Circle K is where you want to be. Make sure you check out the CircleK.com slash store locator at CircleK.com slash store locator to find a Circle K boat nearest to you. I need to tell you about what's on my face right now. Some Shady Rays. These things are unreal. Just got them today from Shady Rays. These are comfortable. They're solid. They're well put together. They're way better than the, uh, I guess, the brand that you pay a lot more for uh, that I that I have now in my car that will probably just collect dust now that I've got Shady Rays. You need to take mm. on the sun with gear built to last just like me. Friends over at Shady Rays have you covered with some warm weather ahead this is like the last day in the 70s. You got to bid farewell to spring because summer's like next week here in Arizona. Good, so out. make sure you're taking care of your eyes with some Shady Rays premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Independent sunglasses company, world-class product. It, these really, I was, I was surprised at how well these are put together. I love the Shady Rays. Can't wait to get some more use out of them. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection from all the eyewear, every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. You want to check this out. You got to do it exclusively for our listeners. We've got a great offer. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com right now and use the code PHNX for 50% off two pairs. Not one, but two pairs of their polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself. Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. 250,000 people have tried these, and they've rated them five stars. It's unreal. If they had a six star, they'd probably rate it six stars, but they only have five, and Shady Rays is worth it. Check it out for yourself. Take advantage of this deal. Get your two pairs of polarized sunglasses for 50% off by using the promo code PHNX when you go to Shady Rays dot com uh i do not appreciate all the mud that was slinging on me during uh <laughs> that mock draft you know i'm running the mock draft i'm sharing my screen no big deal i can't see the comments i'm looking at this f minus wpf <laughs> yanni uh, i'm sorry guys i just to, to me it's like everybody just prepare like as you know a lot of people with this franchise said can't fill every need in a singular off season when you need everything wouldn't you, wouldn't it make more sense to to go be and, and don't don't forget like at the top of that draft trading from three to eleven with the Tennessee yeah. Titans, um, you know it, it changes the caliber of player you get up front. We were still able to land a guy like Weather Weatherspoon, which is Firm solid and talent, yeah, right. Uh, but you know you got to take in consideration you've got that first next year as well, twenty twenty four, and then what would we end up swindling for a third, a second. No, we got their second next year. Yeah. I mean, those so. could be two premium picks. Those are two future starters. And I, I want as many picks this year as possible because I want to fill needs and I want to see players this fall rocking the bird on the helmet. But I also uh, of um, am of the mindset, more picks next year gives you flexibility. And, you know, I, I think that, yes, the defensive line is the worst position group on the team and maybe in the NFL. But I also think about, this is an offensive league. You got a defensive head coach. Let's see Jonathan Gannon take some mid to late round picks and some undrafted guys in that front seven and turn them into ass kickers. Whereas I've never seen this franchise successfully develop and prioritize early offensive linemen. So 
when I have a quarterback coming back from a torn ACL, I'm not going to hesitate taking a first-round caliber tackle at 34 and a, what I think is a first-round caliber guard in the 40s. I mean, the, I, that, I'm not going to blink to do that, Bo. I, I'm going to feel good about that. That's not me taking undersized Andy Isabella from UMass. That's not me taking <laughs> you know, Chad Williams, converted corner wide receiver. I, I'm taking plug-and-play offensive linemen and let them come in and get their reps in and take their licks. And by the time Kyler Murray comes back, hopefully they're a little bit of po- they're a little bit polished and and that unit is on the rise in a year or two. But you can't force the pick. But what you can do is if we're off, if we're taking from the basics of premium positions for this franchise, it's corner, it's offensive line. I would say tackle, but I would say the entire offensive line right now. It's quarterback, it's pass rusher, and it's defensive tackle. So edge and defensive tackle. That's the big five right now. And some yeah. teams would include wideout. I don't think the Cardinals have the luxury of including wideout right now. And they already have the quarterback. So go and look at that draft again and say, well, they've they checked off corner a couple mm-hmm. times. They've begun to chip away at the offensive line. I mean, shit, like you could get a first-round defensive tackle next year. You can get a first-round edge rusher next year. Plus, I also it, – it, it, it bears repeating. Free agency every year gives you defensive linemen. Now, they might be a little older. You might have to pay a $30 million or 30-year-old Javon Hardgraves, but they're available, right? Cardinals just chose not to participate this year. There very rarely are premium offensive linemen in their early to mid-20s that are just available for teams to sign. Usually, you gotta, you got to swindle and swing two, two ones or two twos to get somebody of note. Remember what Larry Mintunso went. So uh, you can supplement and build a good defensive line group through free agency if you're if you're bright enough. Now Kime could never do that, but I, I this team needs to prioritize offensive line. So I have no problem with the players I chose. It's- I mean, what do people pound the table for uh every game, it feels like when you when you watch Kyler Murray drop back and run for his life mm-hmm. and have to scramble out of out of the pocket and make plays. It's like you need you need to protect Kyler Murray. You need to protect your main asset. And you trade for multiple picks. You trade down. You get a starting caliber corner. And then in the second round, you get a franchise caliber tackle from Oklahoma who is in the first round. And then you take the the guard that everybody's like not even – people are telling me I'm, in my mentions today, it's crazy to think about Avila in the second round. I mean, he, he, he people are falling oh, I, in love with I this kid from late PC. 20s, yeah. Right. I mean, you got you got Osiris Torrance out of Florida and you got Avila out of out of TCU. And and that's what people people are falling in love with the game tape and the in the prospects. So if you had a chance to kind of solidify the future of your offensive line with a tackle and a starting caliber guard, sure, you you need to get a center, absolutely. But to get two of the, of the five in, in you know the same round, I with, with that potential, obviously, you don't know who how these players are gonna you know, turn what they're going to turn into and develop into, but they, they give the opportunity, give you the opportunity down the road. I, I don't know why people all of a sudden are like, Oh, well, what are we doing? Taking two offensive linemen when every Sunday they're like, why don't we invest in the offensive line? <laughs> you guys remember what the O-line looked like at the end of last year and the year before and the year before they've, they've gone out and tried to build it through free agency. I mean, Beecham was a free agent signing and Will Hernandez and Justin Pugh, right? How many centers have they tried? maybe be a franchise that's known for drafting and developing offensive linemen. And I, I'm going to take the same philosophy to this draft as I am to these uniforms. It's going to be hard to fuck this up. If they prioritize, (laughs) if they prioritize the positions of note that they've said they're going to prioritize, 
which is not undersized receivers and off-ball linebackers. They're going to prioritize the key positions. I mean, you can go a lot of different ways and be able to sit back and say, you, you had a hell of a load that you came out of draft weekend with. Same with these uniforms. In a lot of ways, there's nowhere to go but up. And so whether it's one of the corners, Gonzalez or Witherspoon, or whether it's one of the, the, the highly rated tackles or an edge rusher like Will Anderson, you know, I'm not a big Tyree Wilson fan, but we'll see. Like, there are options for them. Come and get more picks. Stick and pick, which I don't think they're going to do. And then in the second round, it's like they're going to be able to sit atop round two and go BPA and go BPA at a position that, number one, that player was probably mocked to a lot of people as a first-round talent, and you're going to get him a pick 34. You're going to feel good about that. So I'm fired up, man. I feel like we're now entrenched in draft season. There was a bite. I don't know if you saw this the other day about Tyree Wilson um, from one of the guys at, at PFF. I don't remember who it was, so I can't Yeah, it was him. Sam Monson. Sam Monson came out and basically has churned a bunch of Tyree Wilson tape and data and basically said, like, I, I just can't. There, are, there isn't a precedent for Tyree Wilson to be able to come into the NFL and be a good player and worth the, <laughs> the draft pick in which you're going to have to invest in him. And he said that based off of production and injury and a bunch of other variables. And PFF is not the end-all, be-all. We respect what they do. Yeah, that, That's got to concern you a little bit if you're a Cardinal fan. Now, when we were in Indianapolis, Bo, I mean, it was very much they're in on Tyree Wilson. A lot can change in two months, though. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a type of prospect that you can get lost in, you know, just looking at the size, the wingspan. You know, he's close to 6'7", uh, and, and what he projects to be, if, if he taps into any potential, he's going to be a dog out there on Sundays. But, you know, th- there's a lot that has to go into it. I mean, he played with the same skill set and size in the Big 12, and as far as his production goes, it was seven and a half sacks. Is that going to be enough? Uh, that you, is, is Gannon going to want to get enough from that type of player uh, is it going to be like the early Calais Campbell where we kept on seeing like, man, we see this beast out there. Uh, we know he's putting in the work. We know he's a good teammate, but you know, at the end of the year, you're seeing seven and a half sacks. You're seeing under double digit sack returns. I know he did more than the box score, but you know, when you see guys who can be ultra productive out there and guys that have done it at the highest level that they've played at, you know, in the sec D one power five schools, uh, it, it's tough to just kind of it's it's tough to especially with the, the current state of the organization to to get a fan base to buy in on that. Yeah, here was the comments from Sam Monson on Twitter following PFF underscore Sam. It's very difficult to come up with any data driven historical comp where Tyree Wilson becomes a good NFL player. Taking him, this was projected after Lanzerline's mock draft where the Texans took him at two. He said would be one of the biggest gambles you could make, in my opinion. He said that they've used the model of Tyree Wilson compared to Trayvon Walker's athletic profile. So they've compared the two. Walker, of course, went first overall last year out of Georgia to Jacksonville. And Sam says he still isn't in that category and that percentile where he's a good bet to be a plus NFL player. So I'm I'm with you. I mean, it just for this regime that, yes, you want to hit home runs in the first round, the top 10 but you can't strike out either. I mean, your your floor as a player has to be immense. Now, you can get in trouble with floors. Solomon Thomas had a high floor. He busted, right? Guy, you know, Cleveland Farrell had a high floor for the Raiders. Yeah. He busted, right? So, I mean, it it looks like a terrible pick if he just turns into just a guy, if he's a rotational player. And I think with Tyree Wilson, 
he is the ultimate boomer bust. Like, I, I don't think we're going to have an in-between. I think he's either going to be, you know, a generational kind of pass rusher where the length and everything clicks together and you finally get him with all due respect to Texas Tech with some capable NFL people and they unlock what, what he had. Or he's just somebody that, at the end of the day, is what his production was in the Big 12 where you have seven sacks and he's a little bit injury prone, Bo Brock. Absolutely. Uh, we're talking about a guy who's already been in the league for multiple years. He just signed a contract with the Arizona Cardinals this offseason. Coming in, going to join their linebacking core and their special teams. Josh Woods joins us here on PHNX Cardinals. Josh, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you? Can you hear me well? Absolutely. You sound great. What's up, guys? We're fired up to have you in the desert. Listen, Cardinals, we know, are putting a priority on character. The player has to be great but the character has to be immense. So my first question to you, Josh, is what what drew you to the desert? What made you connect the dots to say after Detroit, this is where you wanted to be? Well, um, anybody that's known me from pre-draft, they've always known, like, where do you want to go? Like, asking, you know, where where would you like to play? Where's your dream place to play? And I'm like, I don't care. Just give me somewhere warm. So... (laughs) God has a sense of humor. The only two places I've been are Chicago for four years and Detroit. Yeah. So um, I definitely was, I came out of the season like, yo, Detroit's fine. I would love to go back, but please, dear God, bring me something warmer. Um, once I realized that, you know, things weren't, you know, we, we, we weren't going to come to an agreement in Detroit and Arizona was on the table. I was like, well, Sears knows the kind of guy I am. He knows what I can bring to the table. Like, I think that that would be a really good next stop. Um, and here we are. They they kind of they felt the same way after, you know, um, just back and forth with my agent. He was telling me everything with, hey, I think they're, you know, they they really value you, not just, you know, want you to sign because, you know, you're, you're a productive player. Dave Sears, you mentioned the assistant general manager now under new general manager, Monty Awesomefort, was there in Detroit. Like, was he a guy that's like, I you gotta come with me, right? Was he somebody that was pounding the table to get Josh Woods to the desert? I mean, I think that's how it happened, but it wasn't <laughs> like, you know, like I, I, one, I'm pretty sure he's not allowed to do that. But two, yeah. like uh, no, like I mean, Dave's really a behind the scenes guy, you know, like there's so many people involved in the organization that you just, you don't know. You walk past them every day. You don't, whatever. So, um, I mean, I've heard the name. I've obviously seen the face, but when I got to Arizona, I finally, oh, okay, this is, this is, this is Dave Sears. So, um, you know, I, obviously my, my agent was in contact with him. And, um, so, so I know what role, I know that he did play a role in me coming from Detroit to Arizona. So I just made sure I thanked him when I met him uh, last week. No doubt. Um, So Josh, you were part of a culture change in Detroit that we all got to see come to fruition with that win at Lambeau Field at the end of last year. And I I, I don't think any Cardinal fan would be shy in saying Cardinals are in that same position I think Detroit was two years ago where Dan Campbell has to step in and get the right people in-house to kind of flip this thing on the head to get back to a winning culture. What did you see from Dan Campbell as a coach? And do you see some parallels in terms of a leader of men now with your new head coach and Jonathan Gannett? Um, I think, I think Dan did a really good job of, well, first of all, like, I mean, you guys have seen the speeches, you've seen the post game interviews. Like he did a really good job of being dependable and accountable 
and gaining the trust of the guys. And, you know, that's a really big thing when it comes to like buying into a program, to a system. Right. Um, because if the players don't buy in, you don't have it. Right. The coaches can put whatever pieces in place. But if the players aren't going to go ahead and and, you know, execute or buy in and kind of self-govern. And I think that was another big thing, too. They were really because they were all former players. They knew what it took to uh, really gel together as a team. They knew what it took to, you know, stay together when things aren't rocky. But most importantly, they gave it to us, you know, like, hey, this is the scheme. But like, is this is this working for you guys? Or, you know, if something something wasn't up to our standard on defense, like, yeah, coaches might MF, but. Like, we were really up to the players, you know what I mean? They might say it once, but they're not going to harp on it. Like, they left it up to us for if we saw it again or this or that. So that that turnaround was – I'm not taking anything away from what Dan did. Like, he gave us – he gave the players the platform to make that turnaround. But I think the biggest thing that he did was kind of took that step back and allowed the players to, you know, start running – not running the show, but you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. In your early interactions so far with your new coach, Jonathan Gannon, we've had some interactions with him. The guy's electric, right? He brings the energy. Maybe you should cut cut back to maybe some decaf on maybe later in the day, but certainly early in the day is fine. What have your early interactions been with your new head coach, your new your new DC? He's twenty nine years old, Nick Rollis. Uh, what what have you heard from these guys so far? Um, so, coach. Coach Gannon wasn't in the building when I went to Arizona. I think he was for, there at the uh, what was it like the annual owners the, meeting? Yeah, the annual meeting. So, um, I mean, he re- he reached out a couple days ago just to you know let me know like, hey, I know I'm sorry I missed you. See you next week. Like, so wasn't really tripping about not meeting him. I got a chance to uh, talk on the phone with both my position coach uh, Sam Seifkus and Nick Rallis, the DC. Um, High energy guys doesn't doesn't scare me at all. That's that's really what you know. That's that's what I need as well. Um, but guys are, I mean, they're excited. They're excited for me. They're excited for the team. Like just for guys to get in the building. What I've been hearing about, like they they just ripping ripping uh, energy drinks, working out, <laughs> screaming around the building. Like that's my type of environment. So that's my type of folks. So I'm excited. I'm definitely excited to get out there. Um, Nick's been just talking about, you know, his philosophy and a lot of the same things I was just talking about, Dan, you know, like Dan and AG and all those guys over in Detroit where he's okay with, you know, you asking certain questions, figuring stuff out. So it works per player, not just, you know, one overall scheme, my way or the highway. So I think that was a big thing that Nick was talking about, you know, how he wants to run the defense. You're in a position group with some pretty interesting names to, to Cardinal fans. Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, both first-round picks. Have you been talked about having an opportunity to play more on defense? We know you're a special teams ace. Is that going to be your mindset of, okay, if we're transitioning to this 4-3 defense under Jonathan Gannon, there's some positions up for grabs. There's playing time to be had with a new coaching staff. Right. Um, and, you know, that's not really that's not really up to me. I go into every year you know, thinking that this is going to be the year that I get to finally scratch the surface, break out of the ST box. So I'm attacking this year just like every other year. Obviously, there's a a lot more opportunity in front of me. So, you know, just salivating at that opportunity. But it doesn't really change how I work, you know. Right. I don't don't tailor my offseason or my training based on special teams or linebacker opportunity. So, I mean, I – 
I'm for sure coming in there to take a job. And, you know, the, the dominoes will fall where they do. You know, I'll, I'll give it to God and, you know, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm coming in there to finally, like, kick down the door to playing linebacker and not just a reserve, you know, special teams guy. You got to love that mentality. But, I mean, special teams, you made your way, your name in this league playing teams. And we hear it all the time, right? You see guys who are trying to make rosters as well. They got to play teams. They've got to excel on special teams. But what separates, you know, the good special teamers to great special teamers like yourself? What is it? What's the difference? Can you kind of define it? Um, I tell guys all the time, special teams is really just effort and want to. And then, you know, what kind of separates, that already is a separation, right? Like, it's guys that have super high motors that just, they want to go down. You can tell guys that just want to go to, that's my tackle. You know, and I used to break it down. I used to break down the huddle and everything. Like, meet, meet me at the ball, you know, cause, or beat me to the ball because I'm going to be there. You know, so um, that's really a, that's a huge thing, you know. So if any young guys are listening or, you know, anybody wants to figure out, like, how to be great on special teams, want to. Right, because half the guys are in there. They've been the stars of their team. They've never had to kick off return. What do you mean front line block? Like you know, like that is it's not a it's an ugly job. It's an ugly job in many times, in many ways, a thankless job. Um, but I say all that to say, like that's not it. Like I right. feel as though my like my football IQ, just in terms of how the kicking game goes like definitely sets me, you know, gives me a little bit of an edge on guys and, you know, being sick, I guess, going into my sixth year, I've learned, you know, little tricks to the trade just from other guys and playing and, you know, on punt, you know, if I'm going in, if like I know a guy's coming to like just bear rush me to hold me up and, and when he comes to throw his hands, knock his hands down, he's going to lunge forward and I'm out of there. Now I can go mm-hmm. make a tackle scot-free. That gives me a second and a half on my guard or my slot so I can go down there and make the tackle, you know, just really simple, like little tricks, like little, if I torque him right here, he's going to, you know, just small stuff that you just learn from experience and talking to guys and being a sponge. But I feel like a lot of guys coming to the league, well, I won't say a lot of guys, but guys coming to the league thinking they have it figured out. Like they're, they're so in competition with other guys that they aren't really picking up tricks of the trade from, or, you know, so Love that answer. Um, let me ask you this, and a not-so-serious question. Uh, we led the show with it. New reports out. You and your teammates are getting new uniforms uh, this coming year for the first time since almost two decades. Have you heard anything? Can you tell us anything? I uh, can't if- tell you a daggone thing. I don't <laughs> know. I really, I really don't know. Okay. We're fired I- up about it. We've been, we've been banging that drum. Look good, play good, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. I think it's, it'll, it'll bring some juice to the squad for sure, whatever they come up with. Cool. You come from some teams that have some classic uniforms. I mean, the, the electric blue in, in the Motor City in Detroit and then Chicago. I mean, tough to beat those. So, I mean, you, you got to keep up your tradition of playing on teams with good uniforms. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I hope I, they, they cannot ruin the streak because Chicago's <laughs> throwbacks are crazy with the stripes. Detroit's they're just nasty. I love the gray, like the the alternate grays that we wear. Oh yeah, those are nasty. Yeah, no, we got it. We got to come with some heat. Hell yeah. Uh, my last question: You got settled yet in the valley? We're getting gearing up for for uh, what strength and conditioning here at the early portion of April. Are you in the valley right now? 
No, I'm go- coming out there right after Easter, right at the start of OTAs, uh, moving days Monday. So I'll be out there and, you know, I'm kind of looking for some some properties right now, just looking through, combing through, where, seeing where I want to live. Let me ask you guys a question. <laughs> on you guys. Okay. I need two places or two areas that I should kind of finally comb through if I want to, if I want to live out there somewhere. I think, I think my co-host uh, Josh can tell you where not to live. Uh, you, don't, <laughs> you don't want to live in uh, Southern Phoenix, AKA Maricopa, but Bo's been around for a long time. He can give you a better piece of advice. That, I mean, like anywhere in the East Valley, I you're, you're, you're chilling. Especially, especially with the facility in Tempe, like right there, Tempe, you know, kind of Chandler area right there off the I-10. I don't think you can go wrong. East Valley, just, you know, a 10 minute ride. You know, you got your Gilbert, you got your Chandler, you got the old towns there respectively as well. Uh, but then if you want to live kind of like the, I don't know, are you, are you a married guy? No, not married. Scottsdale, you can't go wrong with Scottsdale. They they got the you know the bar scene. I love so. how that question that question <laughs> that's, that's the preface to you can live in Scottsdale. That's important out here in the valley yeah, because sure. there, there's different stomping grounds out here. So uh yeah, you can't go wrong. Uh, you know, I I, I think Scottsdale, you know, P V area is good. So you, there's so many different pockets that, that you can you can go. So you said two, right? Yeah. Um Johnny, I don't know if we're talking to a single guy here. I think Scottsdale's there. Scottsdale's number one on the list, uh, but you can be Scottsdale adjacent, right? And yeah. still be in good shape. And then, I mean, like Chandler, Gilbert, yeah. ish, close enough to Tempe. Their the old nice town, part. their restaurant scene, is, it's good. So downtown Gilbert's awesome. Uh, right. You know, you'll be close enough. You can get to Tempe uh, or uh, the facility pretty quickly. So, I mean, it's 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 cliche, but there are a lot of really dope cool places to live here that's yeah. why so many people want to come it's one of the biggest economic you know booming climates in, in america so we're excited to have you my man yeah i gotta ask you about your background here so we got game of thrones we got the dark knight the joker over your shoulder we got batman what's what's up with all the art behind you are you just is that a hobby or a collection you a collector just, of some sort no uh, it's just my little it's my little my gaming room my vibe Love room. coming Love here it. Um, I got some more spaces, obviously, but uh, we've redone this room. I came home and I was just like, I don't like my sitting room in my master. I need to I need to spice it up some. So I had a couple of these canvases already. So I just figured let's fill the whole spot up with them. Got some cut the lights out. LED lights going crazy. Game PS5 and PlayStation 2. The PlayStation Ooh. 2 is really the vibe, okay? We don't see. You're talking to a couple mid-30, mid to late 30-year-olds here, so we know we found yeah. the PlayStation 2. Yeah, no, I got NFL Street, NBA Street, Def, Def Jam. I got everything. I got you talk, you're speaking our language, Josh. No doubt about it, man. Uh, you've been gracious, generous with your time, man. It's been great to catch up with you. I'm a, a DMV guy myself up the Northern Virginia part, D.C. area. You're Maryland. Uh, you played at one of the big high schools out there. You won a state championship, right, at McDonough? Is that right? Sure did. For, so, for, yeah, of course. <laughs> First one in school history. Yeah, that was awesome. us. <laughs> unbelievable excited to have you wearing the uh the the red the white maybe a little bit more yellow with some new uniforms i don't know can you say anything about that or yellow yeah <laughs> josh woods make sure you follow he's on instagram you can follow him there great posts all the time looking forward to play some defense and some special teams for the arizona cardinals thanks josh yeah thanks for having me guys see you bud awesome
What a great way to cap off the show, man. New new folks, new uh, new Cardinal players we can get excited about. I, I told you I put out some feelers. My buddy who covers the Lions, he's like, you're just going to love him. He's a great yeah. player. He's a great teammate. Uh, and what I've been saying, like, they're bringing in these linebackers not to screw around. Like, everybody's going to have a chance to win a job. So, uh, you know, a couple first-round linebackers. Let's everybody get their, get their pads well, not it up pretty tight here. Let's go. In these situations, it's like you give players opportunities that they haven't necessarily received in this league and That's see right. if they can take advantage of it. And you know, it's it's a very it's a low risk uh to to the front office, but you know, could be decent rewards. And and a guy like Woods, who's been he's he's obviously excelled on special teams. If the game slows down and he knows where he needs to be and he's in the right position at all times, and he's obviously got the athleticism to do it. Maybe it's a guy that can play significant snaps for you on the defensive side of the football and at linebacker. If you're after yesterday, if you're thinking to yourself, why do I want to support this team? Guys like that, players yep. like that, opportunities to come here, change their life, make a name for themselves. I'm fired up about that. I'm also fired up. Our guy Howard Balzer, gophnx.com, cranked out a new article about yesterday's findings and more. Slam that promo code, Howard, H O. W-A-R-D, become a diehard, save up to 20% on a bunch of cool stuff, including our events. But the event of the year, the draft party, is for free at Tempe Four Peaks, April 27th, 2 p.m. Onward, we're covering the first round of the NFL draft, myself and Bo Brock. Man, what a show. What a nice little Tuesday, or excuse me, Wednesday show after the hot mess that was yesterday, Bo. Yeah, it was a, it was a nice rebound for PHNX Cardinals after kind of having a have a bit of a heavy episode on Tuesday to lighten things up with some uniform talk and a uh, mock draft that Johnny torpedoed and then no, Josh hey. was to bring us home. <laughs> you like A's? I'm sorry. <laughs> No, we're Cardinals fans. We don't like uh, high grades. Yeah. Uh, We would like if everybody here would do us a a quick favor. Subscribe to PHNX Cardinals wherever you get your podcast. I'm talking open up your phone right now. Type in PHNX Cardinals where you find your podcast. Hit that little check mark. Follow this show. We're dropping an audio-only podcast in preparation for the NFL draft. You can't get anywhere else. Like us on YouTube. Like this YouTube. Subscribe. Ring that bell. I mean, I was ready to go live this morning, and then I'm like, yep. no, we got Josh on the show. We can't go live. One day, this team's going to give us reason to do an emergency podcast. But until then, for Bull Brock, I'm Jenny Venerable. We're back at Manana, 4 p.m. We'll see you there.